What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is episode 250 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you for tuning in, downloading, and listening. However you're making that happen, I do appreciate it, y'all. I'm really excited about this one, folks. A couple of episodes back, I had Aaron from Craddy Shack Southern Barbecue up in Red Deer, Alberta, on the show to talk about his new barbecue food trailer. The trailer has since opened up for business, and I've been thrilled to see a number of updates on his social media about selling out. Awesome to see that, and I can't wait to make the trip up there to check it out. This week, I have another upcoming addition to the Alberta barbecue scene as Tex Parker from Trailer Parker's Real Texas Barbecue joins me on the show. They've been up and running in southern Ontario for a while now, and they're expanding west to take over the restaurant at the legendary Big Rock Brewery here in Calgary. Can't wait. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Motley Q. Not only does Motley Q offer a great lineup of award-winning rubs and sauces, they also teach some of the best classes going. Visit motleyq.ca and click on the Classes tab to see the full schedule. There are a number of full-day classes to choose from, like King of the Grill, a great class for beginners, and Big Game Prep, which are great for tailgating or hockey playoff parties. In in addition to the full-day classes, there's a selection of micro-classes coming up, including brisket, steak, ribs, and more. I had the pleasure of taking a class with Big Joe and Jess a couple of years back, and it was a very entertaining experience with tons of great food and loads of knowledge. Again, the website is motleyq.ca. That's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A. Click on the Classes tab to find the schedule of classes coming up in Edmonton and elsewhere. If you listen regularly, you know there's a special place in my heart and stomach for Texas barbecue, and my guest this week is a former... United States Marine from Texas that has brought his craft north of the border to Canada. He has an award-winning barbecue restaurant in Charing Cross, Ontario, and recently made a big announcement that will be of interest to those of you here in Calgary and Alberta. Tex Parker, welcome to Canada's Barbecue Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on, brother. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. We've been, uh, uh, the bog line guys uh, kind of turned me on to you. I've been kind of following you and... Uh, Saw the announcement last week and figured it was time to talk. So uh, before we get into all of that, the question I ask everybody right off the top, Tex, is uh, what does barbecue mean to you? <coughs> barbecue, uh, to me, particularly Texas barbecue, it's a, it's a culture. It's a way of life. Yep. I mean, I, I was the minute I could stand next to a barbecue pit or a smoker, that's what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what it means, family, and it means friends. And, you know, that's what I love about it because – you know, when you smell that barbecue, you come out to the restaurant or whatever, it, it always takes you back to a favorite memory you had when you were a child and or growing up and being with family and friends in the backyard and just yep. having a good time. You know, and I always tell people that's the great thing about barbecue is it brings everybody together. There's no there's no sides to it. Everybody yeah. comes out there and, you know, somebody could fly down from another planet and they'd smell that and they'd want to get involved in it because yeah. that's, that's just how great barbecue is and the way it makes pay, people feel. Mm-hmm. So I love being a part of that and giving people that emotional, you know, connection to a food and particularly barbecue. And, you know, Texas is so entrenched in that culture. It's, it's just great to be able to bring it up here north. Absolutely. That was, uh, it was my my visits down to Texas that kind of got me thinking, what could I do to help grow that culture up here? And the podcast is part of that, right? Because 
Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's a, you say it's a culture. It's, it's just part of life down there. And, uh, you know, I like to see, well, what uh, was your first barbecue joint when you went down there? Uh, Louie Mueller in Taylor, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That was a staple for us. I mean, like I said, I, I grew up in uh, Austin, Texas. Yep. So, yeah. you know, a lot of my family were scattered around there in central Texas, Pflugerville mm -hmm. and, you know, Temple and Georgetown and all that. So we were always kind of Louie, you know, Louie was right in the middle of all that because yep. that place has been around forever. Yeah. No, that was my first and I've uh, been lucky enough to hit a, a number down there. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely enjoy it. So And, you know, what's great about those guys is, you know, I do, I'm doing old school smoking, yep. you know, with just the fire, but they're really old school, almost, the, you know, the German style where they're using the big cinder block yeah. smokers and they're just using, uh, you know, the ash and from, you know, charred down wood and all that. So they're, they're, they're real old school. So, yep. I mean, you got to appreciate that style because that's a tough style to do. Yep. No doubt. Yeah. I've, uh, I was fortunate enough to have Wayne, uh, Mueller on the show a couple of years back. So that was a, a big thrill for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, awesome. I mean, he'll just talk. He'll he don't care who you are. He'll just sit and talk. He'll oh, be yeah. like, "Hey, you mind if I look at your smokers?" He'll take you back and do yep. a whole tour. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's no. just a great guy. You know? Yes, absolutely. So a little bit about you, you uh, former Marine. Yes, I was in the Marine Corps from uh, 90, 1993 to two thousand, and uh, you know, I spent my last two years of the Marine Corps and Reserve and. Then I started with uh, the Sheriff's Department down in Beaumont, Texas. Okay. Yep. Just and I did two years with them, and then I went to the feds for the, with the Bureau for the next 18 years. And, oh, wow. Um, so I, I kind of retired from the Bureau in, about five years ago, and my wife was from Ontario. So ah. We had met doing comedy, actually. We okay. were writing comedy, and uh, she was. that's how people always wonder how we met. Yeah. Because you know, she's from a small... I mean, a town that if you blink, you're going to miss it. It's called Rodney. Okay. And it's just a little farming community, and there's not a lot of people out there. But, you know, I always thought she was funnier than me, and that's actually where the name Trailer Parker came from. I mean, Parker's my last name, but I didn't want to use my full name on stage because I was an officer. So right. I went with threat. And I was just telling stories about, uh, you know, growing up in the trailer park and right being white trash. And yep. I didn't know that it was funny. I just was telling these stories and people were just dying over it because it was just nuts. But yep. that's how we met. And then she moved. She was down in Texas with me and in, in, in Fort Worth at my last duty station. So uh, and then we came up here and she was she's First Nation. So she wanted to run for chief. And I said, well, if you get it, we'll go. Yep. So obviously she got it. And uh, here you are. You know, and uh, she was doing that. And I didn't really have any status here. And then once I got my. Uh, my work permit and everything. And then I just decided it, it COVID hit. Mm. And then, uh, I couldn't go back down to Texas and get something to eat. Cause I was going <laughs> only once or twice a month just yep. to go eat, Yep. you know, whether it be barbecue, Mexican food, whatever it was, water burger, yep. <laughs> you know, I, oh, yeah. I needed to go home and eat. So, uh, I was like, I, so I just took a 1971 little RV 16 footer and, renovated in into what looked like a old school trailer and it turned out really well and and we literally set up on a friend's front lawn and was just selling barbecue and nice. that's about all i that was about the only vision i had for it just to do something on the weekend because i was bored and i wanted good barbecue and yep uh it just it just it got out of hand pretty quick yeah, it grew, grew from <laughs> I there went from eh? cooking on an oklahoma joe to 
2,000-gallon smokers. It yep. got out of hand really fast. Yeah, no doubt. No, that's interesting you talk about the comedy and stuff. My uh, uh, recent guest uh, episode that came out last week, uh, stand-up comedian Dave Williamson. Oh, okay. And yeah. he does. I don't know uh, if I've ever heard of him, but. Yeah, he's out of, well, he's originally from Florida, but out of California, but he went to school in Alabama and got into barbecue there. And uh, so he's did a uh, few years back during COVID, he did a tour across the U.S., uh, all at barbecue joints. Uh, oh, wow. Doing comedy That's shows at barbecue cool. joints. Yeah, and he's got uh, smokers in his yard there in Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, so he's kind of a, combined the barbecue and the comedy thing. So it's kind of cool. So. Well, he's he's got quite the uh, background you know you go florida to california to alabama those are three different very different places <laughs> no doubt yeah absolutely but you know they're just not particularly florida and california yeah. these these days they're just night and days so. yeah yeah so that's 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 great you yeah. know and i think you have to have a great sense of humor to be in barbecue because <laughs> as like i tell people you know you can't just like barbecue you can't love barbecue. Mm. You have to have an obsession with, like, I'm talking about George Jones. He stopped loving her to day level obsession with barbecue because if you don't, it will beat you down. Yep. And you have to have a sense of humor on top of it because, you know, like yesterday, my voice is a little hoarse because I was fighting with one of my smokers because I had some wood that was wet mm. and yep. I just couldn't get it going. And it was just smoking like a freight train. And I'm, you know, it's like inhaling cigar smoke, you know, yep. so it, it gets you and yep. it's, you know, especially particularly up here because I smoke year round, I'm in the snow and, you know, it's, uh, it's, it can be challenging, but I have an obsession with it that's un, unrivaled sometimes. I can say that word unrivaled because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of people up here smoking right in the dead of winter in January. No doubt. Yeah. That. Yeah. So talk about kind of the, the timeline and the progression from that initial trailer there in Ontario to the restaurant now? Yeah. Um, so again, we started the, uh, the little trailer and it was just right outside of a little, uh, provincial park called Rondo. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we were there from like June or May, May, 2020 till, uh, September, 2020. We were just there like Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sure. Yep. And, uh, we just sit, we just set up until we were sold out, which yep. didn't usually take very long. Cause we were right at the entrance of the provincial park. Perfect. Yep. And then after, you know, well, we call it labor day. I don't know what they call it up there. What same thing. Yep. Labor day. Yep. September. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep, same thing. So when that hit, you know, after that, that park just dies, there's no one going in. So there was a new brewery that was opening up out here. So, uh, we contacted them cause we heard they were looking for food trucks. So, right. We cooked for a brewery for for quite a, for about six seven months, and then uh, COVID, the restrictions got really bad, so mm -hmm. we got shut down for about three or four months. And um, he still hadn't opened up back up again, but there was a restaurant. The guy had just had enough, and it was on the way to my house, literally about ten minutes from here. And yep. I saw I saw his sign that said thank you for 10 years or whatever. And I'm like, here we go. Yep. So I came home and I told my wife and she always knows. I said, listen, I'm going to go get this restaurant. And she said, oh, because <laughs> <laughs> anything I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. Yep. I said, I'm going to go up there tomorrow and I'm going to get this restaurant. Are you ready? Yeah. And she said, and at the time she was still chief. So she had a lot on her plate because yep. she was just helping me do it on the weekends. Sure, and yeah. It was just, she and I, it was it. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yep. So I got the restaurant and that was still, that was pretty much the height of, uh, COVID. Yeah. 
But as you know, I mean, particularly in Texas, it worked out pretty well for us because in Texas, barbecue really is kind of a takeout business anyway. People mm-hmm. just come in and, you know, I need a pound of this, pound of that, and yep. then they take it home, whatever. Because most places, I mean, even Franklin's, if you've been there, you yep. know that it's not that big of a place. Nope. You, yep. There's not that many seats. So it, that's kind of what my restaurant is like. Right. You go in, I think there's 50 seats, and but we have a pretty nice patio that we developed over – Cause then they said, well, you're going to have patio. So we built this really nice patio and, yep. uh, you know, people just came and I bought a 500 and then I built a 500 and then that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And then, cause I was literally opening at noon and we'd be sold out by one thirty two o'clock. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I contacted bog line and I was like, Hey, I got this thousand gallon tank that I found in a farmer's field. And at the time, they weren't doing anything that big. They were okay. just doing, you know, 150, 250-gallon, you know, tanks, yep. backyard smokers and yep. stuff like that. And they were like, heck, yeah, you know, we're, that, we're chomping at the bit to do that because, you know, that'll put them on the map as well as us because no one was really doing that around here. Right. At least, you know, I knew that there was a place called um, – I can't even think of the name of it now. But they, they were doing out – they were doing the big thousand gallon smokers, but he went out of business cause he really went at the, the provincial government yeah, during yeah. COVID. So it pretty much shut him down. I, so. know, I know who you're talking about up in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know what he's doing now, but he's out here. Uh, apparently. So he's out here apparently, but uh, is that right? Yeah. In no, Alberta. I, I don't know what he's doing, but I heard he was out here. So anyways, well, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, as far as I knew, that was the only guy really yeah. doing the, the Texas stuff, and I don't know if he was from Texas or not, but, you know, that's the other thing up here. People claim that, uh, you know, they're doing Texas barbecue, and then you find out, you know, they're from Quebec or something. You know, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so that's kind of that. And then uh, uh, we kind of had a run-in ourselves with, the, with our health inspector because he just couldn't grasp the concept of what we were doing. Yeah, and he didn't have any, any desire to do so. Mm. And... Um, you know, everything that he asked us to do, we were doing it. And then it was like, he would come up with new excuses why we couldn't do what we were doing. And, you know, and finally it was kind of came to a head with a hand washing sink by the smokers, which I alleviated the problem by bringing in my old barbecue trailer and parking it next to the smokers. Cause it was, it's a certified health inspected thing with hand washing sinks and dishwashing sinks. Right. Right. And I said, okay, I got a hand washing sink you know, five, literally five feet from my smokers. That's not good enough. So we went round and round. And, uh, finally I just kind of threw up my hands and I said, you know what? Because he wouldn't sign off on our liquor license until I Mm. built a $20,000 hand washing system outside. That wasn't really even going to work anyway. Yep. Cause for a lot of reasons, but, um, I just threw up my hands and I said, you know what? Just sign, just sign off on a liquor license we have a help. We have a hand washing station, we, and we have you know, and it's hot water. It's it's inspected, and I'll leave. How about that? And he said, "You'll leave." I said, "Yes, I'll leave." At the end of May, when my my business license ends here in Ontario, I'll leave. He said, "Okay," and then they approved it, and then they gave me my. So that's basically how the Alberta thing started because that happened in November, and I came out to Alberta in November. Uh, and pre originally we were looking at Cochrane at the, uh, mm-hmm. the old, um, that, ho- that old hotel there, uh, okay. 
Rocky Rocky Viva Blue. Okay, I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah, so we were looking at that. We went out there to cut because I, you know, the clock was ticking. I had to find a place, and I'm like, you know, I've heard so much about Alberta and, um, you know, kind of being the Texas of the North yep. and so forth and so on. So I thought it was kind of a natural progression for us to be out there. So, yep. you know, we really started looking, and then, uh, you know, the opportunity arose with Big Rock and them wanting to kind of – go in a new direction because they have a big restaurant yeah they've had know, that rather the big rock grill's been there for years and so yeah yeah i mean the guys who were running it have been there with them for like 10 years but yep. you know i guess as things tend to do things get a little stagnant yep. particularly mm-hmm. with business so it's it's always good to shake things up and i think we both agreed there's nothing better than barbecue and beer yeah so you know particularly with what i'm doing so yep you know it's just the last three months has just been kind of you know not really haggling but just kind of working out the uh the particular ins and outs of our deal and how things are going to work and you know the name and all that but you know i was like if i can't bring trailer parker name that i've been i've spent the last two years building yeah then it's it's kind of a no-go but they were like of course you can use the name i mean that's part of the whole draw yeah we built a pretty good following so um you know, so there really wasn't any sticking points in our end, and they're just excited. They, they, they just want to do beer. They don't want yeah. to have to worry about the restaurant. Right. So, and with me, they know it's in good hands, and I'm going to make sure that we we get some, we get a new crowd coming in, some new blood. That because if I if I'm correct, they were just doing like like old old school like European foods. Yeah, very much. A, like yeah, very food. German kind of European yeah. inspired. Yep. Which, you know, that also good. goes yeah. well with barbecue. Yeah, it was good yeah, food. Yeah, that but, also goes well with yeah. barbecue, but Texas barbecue, you can't beat it. Plus, I'm, I'm, I don't, I think you've seen some of my social media. I'm quite the personality when yep. I want to be. And, um, so that goes along with it. I think a lot of people just up here I, sometimes, cause I just get crowds at the smokers that come over there and want to talk to me. And I love talking to people. I really, I mean, by the end of the day, my voice is gone I'm, yep. because. I'm just talking all day and I almost feel like, you know, the exotic animal in the zoo that people want to come and look at and talk yep. to and, you know, take pictures and all that stuff. But I enjoy it. I mean, it's, I'm a natural performer anyway. Yep. It's, uh, you know, you and I love talking barbecue. So yeah. I'll sit and talk to you for hours about barbecue. I love it. You yeah. know, the different styles and different ways to do things and, because for me in barbecue, if, if somebody tells you they're they're the best or they got it mastered, then they ain't got nothing mastered. I yeah. learn something new every day. Absolutely. And I've been doing barbecue for since I was a kid, yeah. and I've always learned something new. And I'm always open to someone says, "Hey, I've tried this and it and it worked out really well." I mean, you might want to try it. And if I try it and it works, hell, I'll use it. That's sure. great. I mean, a lot. A lot of times, you'll get particularly like chefs or pitmasters. They're just kind of stuck in their way, and no, this works for me, and this is how I do it. But I love new ideas, and I love learning new things. So, we're the greatest compliment we can receive at the restaurant is, you know, I came here last summer, and then I came in the winter, and now I'm here again. And it's like most restaurants kind of tend to slip off into mediocrity, and they're like, you guys just keep getting better and better. And, you know, that's what we're learning, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and when he's – I don't care how long you've been cooking. Once you switch pits, you got to learn that pit. You got your hots, your colds, and, you know, the 1,000-gallon smokers. 
I'd never smoked on anything like that. So that was a whole nother learning process for me. But what I, what I learned was running a thousand gallon smoker is tremendously easier than running a, just a small backyard, like a Oklahoma Joe. Yeah. Cause you have huge fl- fluctuations with those smaller pits, but yes. a thousand gallon, particularly the ones like Bogline makes, they're works of art yeah. and they're just mathematically correct with the draw and, I mean, they just, they'll run 250, 275, whatever you want them to stick at. And you throw it, then you put one piece of wood on there with the exception of Sunday when it was sure. cold and raining and my wood was wet, yep. you know, but that happens. That's barbecue, baby. That's, that's right. what I always say. If yep. something goes wrong, we, we don't get mad. We just say, that's barbecue, baby. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I've, I've got an Oklahoma Joe Highland in my backyard and, uh, it yeah. can, it can be tricky to, to manage some days. So. But you know the trials and tribulations. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you were talking about the the crowds, and I think the smokers are part of that too, right? Because folks up here, those those big thousand gallons, we're not used to seeing that, right? Oh it's, yeah, uh, that's a huge so that's, drop. I yeah. mean, people, I I never get tired of seeing people because as you you can kind of see them from the road, but my trailer is kind of blocking them a little bit. So you kind of, you kind of have to come around the side of the restaurant. And Mm -hmm. when people, you know, wheel around the side of that restaurant and see those 2000 gallons sitting side by side, I mean, they're just, their eyes get big as saucers and they're like, wow, these things are even bigger in person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a showpiece. They're incredible. When you see, when you see them up close and, you know, I mean, even in Texas, people aren't really used to seeing stuff like that because most of the time, if you go to a restaurant, most of those, they'll have a smokehouse yeah. and they're in the back and away, yeah. they don't really want a lot of people in there messing around. And I understand that because, yeah. you know, you get people that aren't very bright and they'll say, Hey, is this hot? Sure, sure you know, enough, or stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had that a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, it's hot. It's yeah. running almost 275. It's pretty hot. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, talk a little about the, uh, but uh, sorry about the menu at the restaurant uh, currently in uh, in Ontario. There, what's the, what's on the, the board? Well, the the great thing about our menu is it's 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 very small. It's it's obviously a craft barbecue menu. You know, we have brisket, uh, pulled pork, ribs. Um, we just sent, we introduced smoked turkey, which has been a huge hit. Nice, yep. and now and chicken wings as well. So we do the smoked fried chicken wings. And um, the great thing about what we do is my menu is kind of an amalgamation of all the things that I love in Texas, the Mm -hmm. restaurants that I love. You know, the barbecue, we have the brisket and pulled pork tacos with the fresh made pico de gallo and all that and the nachos. And then, you know, I, I have the fresh made we make our burgers fresh there. And when you order them, we smash the patties and, you know, we have our ground meat that we have our blend. And so it's the freshest burger you're going to get. And it kind of reminds me of a, a water burger almost. So, yep. you know, we have our, we have our water burger. Yep. Not what a burger, water burger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, and the Brit, and then of course our sides, um, my, uh, mom's potato salad recipe that i've used for of hers and nice uh that she all you know she's had for years and it's just great i mean it's just your typical backyard and then we make our own beans we use pinto beans and i have my own stuff and you know so soaking them and then cooking them i mean we nothing's canned everything 
is made from scratch there yep. every morning. The only thing that we don't do in house is our fries, but we still want best fries. So I ain't really worried about there that too go. much. But, <laughs> Can't be too um, bad, right? And then of course you got to end with a banana pudding. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you got to, that's my mom's recipe as well. And I almost had to wrestle her in the front yard to get that from her, but she gave it to me. <laughs> <clears throat> I think the the if best. My mom, uh, would, my mom would wrestle me. She's she's quite the lady. <laughs> yeah, I think the best banana pudding I've had is uh, from Ragels in Houston. They do a bourbon banana pudding. Yeah. Oh really? Oh that yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, very nice. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the we. Again, we make that from scratch. You know, with the everything that mm-hmm. the only problem we've had up here is getting nilla wafers they quit yeah. selling them Little so tricky, yeah. we all we have to cross the border into detroit to buy <laughs> nilla wafers so that's been kind of a the challenge for us but yep. so we're by you know we'll cross the border and like what are you doing with all these nilla like <laughs> loading up man i think at one point they thought we were smuggling cocaine <laughs> <in the middle. laughs> yeah. yeah so uh you know that's the only thing that we've had difficulty getting but you know, and speaking of, you know, getting supply, what I'm really excited about being out in Alberta is, you know, having access to Alberta beef. Absolutely. And, you know, because I don't think a lot of people understand, you know, when you're particularly with brisket, when you're cooking it, that the when when you're talking about prime or, you know, just a Wagyu or whatever it is that it really makes a difference. You know, mm-hmm. when you're getting a really low end brisket, you have to really know what you're doing to make that thing, mm-hmm. you know, tender and juicy and good yep. because a lot of people up here are scared to do briskets. But when you go to the grocery stores up here, they, when I first moved here, you couldn't buy brisket in the grocery store. You had to go get it special from a butcher. Yep. yep. And, um, you know, in Texas, you go into HEB, man, they got coolers and coolers of briskets, and you just pick which one whatever you want. Yep. But what's been interesting to see, you know, over the last couple of years is like places like Sobeys over here now stocking brisket yep. regularly. Yeah. And, um, you know, partic- they'll call me, like manager of Sobeys, hey, now we're going to have brisket on sale, man. You want to come get it? You know, I'll go over there. I'm like, hell yeah. If it's cheaper than uh, Cisco, I'll come get it from you. Yep. You know, so, <laughs> you know, and uh, again, we started, you know, just doing one brisket a day. And now we're up to, you know, 15 or 20. So, wow. and, and we're, it's, it's, it's crazy. But I, I'm just excited to have access to that Alberta beef. And, yes. you know, as far as, you know, as, Texas rest barbecue typically does we sell out yeah and I kind of want to run a secondary menu after that after mm-hmm. we run out sure that way we can still keep the place open and keep the beer flowing because yep, you know I think that's an important thing for Big Rock they just they want to have their beer really put on a, a pedestal there and and I'm and I'm absolutely willing to do that because you know they sent me a case of the AGD and Yep. The grasshoppers, some of the other ones, and I, I loved it. I yep. thought it was great. So I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited and proud to be part of them. Yeah, they're as far uh, as that. Goes. Yeah, they're they're definitely an institution here in the beer, uh, the beer business. So it's uh, it's exciting to see you coming out here and being a part of that. After this break, Tex talks about what needs to be done to get the restaurant at Big Rock Brewery here in Calgary ready to go and what folks can expect when they open up looking to be around the Father's Day long weekend. Not long weekend, Father's Day weekend. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Township 27. 
Township 27 develops, produces, distributes, and sells the highest quality pantry spices, herbs, spice blends, sauces, salad, dressings, and condiments for people who love food. All of their products are produced by hand in small batches using only the highest quality ingredients to maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products, and they are excited to share the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free, and are pure, with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products locally right in Rocky Butte County, Alberta. If you're looking for the best in spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Doing some renovations at the with the building there with the restaurant building or what's kind of be going to be the setup? Um, you know, I don't. I think basically all we really have to do is just some decor and kind of texify it a little bit. Yep. And uh, you know, you know, the kitchen's still great, and there's nothing really we have to do there. It's basically a turnkey <clears throat> operation. Nice. You know, the guys that were there, they took really great care of it, and you know, it's it's ready to go. Yep. But you know, I just I need to go in there and like I said, texify it a little bit and put up some of our stuff and mm-hmm. and you know i just for me even with our restaurant here i when you walk in i want you to feel like you just stepped off the plane in austin texas and you're about to get some barbecue yep and that's the feel that i want to bring there too so yeah um so i'll be out there probably may 15th that's when i'm flying out all right that's a one-way ticket so i ain't coming back here for a while all right and um so basically i'll have we're gonna we're shooting for the middle of June. Okay. To open there, so I'll have about a month to to get some people hired, and that's I think that's gonna be our biggest challenge as yeah. far as you know uh, getting staff going and finding some some good pit pit staff, and because in the barbecue business you got your pit crew and then you got your kitchen crew, so yeah. there's two different crews going on there. Yeah. It's not just like yeah. a regular kitchen and. A lot of people don't understand the dynamics and of particularly how the culinary works with barbecue because mm-hmm. it's so you have two different aspects going on. Like right now, I got a kitchen crew and a smoker crew, and you know, yeah, it's kind of like offense and defense on uh, on a football team. There you we go. love each other, but we're always got a little rivalry going <laughs> two on. Two different know? things, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, uh, and exactly. you're bringing bringing a couple of the uh, the bog line thousand gallons out here. Is that the plan? I'm bringing 4,000 gallons. Four of them. Wow. And yeah. So, and I mean, I was just, I was talking to, you know, Nick at Bogline and he's like, I think 4,000 gallons are to cover you, brother. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I said, I don't know. It's particularly during uh, stampedes. Stamp, I mean, yep. you know, I don't, I said, I don't even know that that's going to be enough. And that's, that's cooking a lot of food. I yeah. mean, I'm, right now, I mean, I cook enough food with the 2,000 gallons like right in July. That's our huge busy season here, and I'm selling out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Just And I'm in a little town that literally, if you blink, it's, it, you're, you didn't even realize you passed through yep. it. And we got people that come from as far as Quebec and, you know, all the way to Windsor and everywhere in between. And, you know, the joke last summer was, you know, people there was a lot of people come from toronto yeah. and uh they'd be they'd be out on the patio and they'd kind of be bragging yeah we came all the way from toronto and i'd be like yeah I waved everybody on the patio that's from toronto hey who's from who's from toronto and everybody raised their hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know just kind of my way to dig at them you yep. ain't special brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they uh 
<laughs> we, we don't need to get into Toronto. That's all right. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we love the, I mean, if you're willing to drive four hours for barbecue, you're all right in my book. Yep. And we, it, it's, it's great, but it's for me, I, I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to barbecue. And when somebody comes from that far to, to try your barbecue, it's, it's kind of nerve wracking because you want to make sure the experience is what they thought it was yeah. or was going to be. And I haven't disappointed anybody yet, but you know, there's always somebody you can't make happy. So, yeah, it's gonna you know, it doesn't matter how good you are. I mean, even the best barbecue joints in the world get bad reviews. It just yep. happens. But, yep. um, but that's the goal. I mean, I, and I tell everybody, you know, when you come here, I'm not going to serve you something I wouldn't eat. And I'm from Texas. I'm going to make sure this barbecue's right. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be something that's dried out or been, you know, sitting in a, in a cooler for a week, like particularly ribs. I, ribs are very hit and miss. Okay. Yeah, very, very bad. Yeah. And I've had them pretty much everywhere. And it just kind of seems like they're either done in an oven with liquid smoke and they say they're smoking them or, or they're done and, However, they're doing. I think you can buy them from Cisco already cooked. Mm. I think that happens a lot, and I know I know you can do brisket like that. But yeah. you know, for me, it's I my stuff's fresh every day because I sell out every day, so I don't really have that problem. Yeah. So it's particularly ribs. Those ribs, I don't care how many I do, I'll sell out. I mean, yeah. it's just a question of what I feel like doing. I mean, in the height of the summer, we're probably doing sixty, seventy racks a day. Wow. You know, yeah. of the big. 12 bone uh, side ribs so it's a lot of work but bog line's building me a what we're calling a rib cooker and it has three different levels so i can cook like 62 racks of ribs in one nice so that'll be a huge that'll be a huge bonus for us and yep. then i can do 20 i can do a lot more but i like to use the upper racks because they cook a little bit more evenly and faster yeah so another 62 so i can do over 100 racks of ribs a day Nice. Once I get my setup going on out there, and if I run, if I sell out a hundred racks of ribs, then so be so it. So be it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yep. yep. So people will have to learn to get there quicker, right? You know, and that's been my one of my biggest challenges up here, particularly in Texas. People understand. Yeah. Man, yep. And you know, you better get there when they open. Yep. Or by if you try to come out there at three o'clock in the afternoon, you ain't gonna get nothing but a piece of raggedy sausage. <laughs> yep. That's all you're gonna get. Yeah. Sausage on a bun, man. That's all you're getting. Yeah. You know, so but up here, you know, the people will show up. We close at seven typically and um uh which is a a barbecue restaurant that is putting up putting out enough barbecue to go for seven hours yeah. is pretty phenomenal. Yep. And but people will show up at six forty-five, and you, we're at—we've been out of ribs for a couple hours, and they're like, "What kind of barbecue restaurant runs out of barbecue?" And my my wife's response is like, "A good one." I mean, if yeah. we're not selling out, then you should know we got a problem. Yeah. So um, that's that's been our challenge, just kind of getting people to understand that cultural aspect. Yeah, it's different. Texas it's a different thing. Work. Yeah, it's a total different thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because people, you know, they're just used to going to a restaurant and. A restaurant says they close at nine, and you can go in there at eight fifty-five and order what's ever on the menu. Yeah, it don't work that way in barbecue because a brisket takes me twelve, fifteen hours. Ribs yep. take me five to six. Yep, it's not like a hamburger I can just throw on a grill and it's exactly. done in five minutes. It doesn't yep. work that way. Yep. But when it's gone, it's gone for the day, and people are starting They'll to catch it on. Out. And yep. I think, I think they probably have a better 
grasp of that out in Alberta because maybe, yeah. barbecue has been such a, a kind of a, you know, I know you got Big Sky and all places yeah. like that kind of doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So they understand when it's gone, it's gone. And, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, along, but along with, you know, the Alberta aspect of it, the biggest, you know, a challenge we're going to have is wood. Yes. Because we have to have it because you don't have hardwood out there. So I have a wood guy and he's going to just have to be shipping me like 20 cords a month out here. Yep. So, and it, you know, and so then you got a, a management situation where you like got to make sure that we got our wood because if you ain't got wood, you ain't got business. So yep. that's, you know, that's the main thing that we got to really focus on. So, yep. um, uh, hopefully we can do that seamlessly and, uh, I'll, I'll be coming out with at least 20 cords to start the thing off and, yeah you know, get it open up for mid June and kind of work out the kinks a little bit. And so we'll be ready firing on all cylinders July 7th when, uh, Calgary, uh, the stampede. Kicks stampede off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You want to be up and running for that for sure. Yeah. I'm just, I don't have any clue what to expect. I've heard so many things, yep. you know, and I think the, the most consistent thing I've heard about stampede as it pertains to a restaurant is, I don't care how prepared you are. You'll never be prepared enough. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I, we're just going to, you know, it's our first season out there. So we're going to just kind of like we've done the whole time here. We just flying by the seat of our pants <laughs> yep. and just, you know, <laughs> do do your best. By man. God's will, we're getting it done, man. Yep. We're going we're gonna to make it happen yep. one way or another. Do what you can and hold on, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Hold on, baby. Hold yep. my beer and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, what's the plan for the smokers? Are you building? A, are you just gonna have them out in the out in the open? Are you building a bit of a smokehouse there? Um, right now, for, they'll be in the back of the restaurant and they'll be in the open for now. Yep. And uh, I think once Big Rock kind of sees what is going on, because until you see the operation, you mm-hmm. can't fully grasp what yeah. what it all entails yeah so i think once they see that and they see how much business we're bringing in with mm-hmm. barbecue that we'll probably agree that a smokehouse needs to be built for the winter because i i'm a tough guy i'm a marine <laughs> but i am not smoking in minus 45 it ain't happening brother. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i think you know once you know october comes around you know in the september october we're all gonna have to start talking about building a smokehouse yeah because it's just not gonna that ain't gonna work yeah. you know southern ontario gets cold but not like that yeah yeah it's a different uh, different winter here for sure than what you got out there so oh my goodness you know when we were back there in november yep it was we were literally the last flight that was allowed into calgary uh, that big blizzard hit yep uh, right yep. and uh and we were just coming to have it because the week before it was really nice. It was like in the seventies or twenties, yep. as y'all would say. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was we were anticipating that, and then we got there, and it's like minus thirty or whatever it was. And I'm yep. like, this is a whole nother level of cold. This Texan ain't used to. That's pretty yep. brutal. <laughs> yeah. It's a dry cold you know, though. So, it's a dry cold though compared to Ontario, right? So that's you got that going yeah, for you. Well, yeah. I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> All I know is it's cold. Yeah, it's dry yeah, or wet. It's yeah, cold. Yeah. Awesome. Let's, uh, if you don't mind, maybe head back to Texas here. Some of your uh, kind of favorite spots you've uh, like to frequent when you're down there. Well, when I'm when I'm down there, obviously I'm in Austin, but you know it's 
I'll, you know, I'll hit all the spots. I'll hit Franklin's and, uh, interstellar and all those kinds of places. And yep. my uncle's from, uh, Seguin. So we'll hit burnt bean and, yeah, that's, and all I, that's yeah. a great place. So well, I, it's I on my list. I haven't been yet, but. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I think their pit master right now is up for a James Beard Award. Yeah. So, you know, they're doing really, really well. Yeah. And so you hit that spot. And then, of course, there's just the little mom and pop shops because, you know, that you don't remember their names, but you remember the barbecue. You yeah. know, it's uh, for for us, that's the places we like to go. Just these little places like mine. They're just a little hole in the wall. And yeah. if you don't know it's there, then you're going to miss it. Yeah. So, um and the zoning's a lot different in Texas too. I mean, as long as you can open up a barbecue joint in your in your garage, as long as you pass health inspection, yeah. there's no zoning for that, so they don't care. Yep. And it's so, but up here everything is so regulated, particularly in Ontario. So yep. that's a big challenge for us. And again, this not being a barbecue culture, they don't really understand it. Yeah. And there's really no regulations for it either. So they're they're inclined to just say no because they don't get it yeah so they're like no you can't do that well why not it doesn't say i can't do it yeah it doesn't say you can i'm like but it doesn't say i can't <laughs> so yeah. you know it's go it's kind of that way but those places in in uh texas i always tell people if if you if you go by and you see a, a 400 pound black man cooking barbecue get your butt in there stop because that's going to be some of the best <laughs> stuff you ever ate yep no doubt <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've learned, and that's kind of for me in Texas. I've, you know, I've lived all over Texas. I went to university in East Texas and grew up in Austin. But my dad had a cattle ranch in South Austin, deep in almost near Mexico. Yep. And so I grew up all over the place and had different influences as far mm -hmm. as my the way I cook. Yep. You know, so I've always said if I could get mesquite up here, people would be knocking my building down to get inside. Yeah. But, you know, it's you can't really get that yeah. here. And it's you can, but it would be so expensive to have mesquite hauled up from South Austin. And mm -hmm. the, yeah. me and my dad had talked about it because, you know, down there, mesquite's a weed. I mean, yeah. you just pick it up. It's all over the place. Yep. But so up here, we're just happy with the post oak of Central Texas. But, you know, again, my my culinary background i you know i like the tex-mex side the, the mexican food and the barbecue so it kind of i kind of blend it all together how i do things yep. so you have a whole because even inside of texas you have different styles oh, yeah. you know absolutely yeah north texas is different than south texas and same with east and west you yep. know so everybody's got their own little style but for me central texas is the way salt and pepper babe I don't, you don't need nothing else. Yep. That's all I, that's the way I see it. Yep. And anything else is just trying to be fancy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that's, yeah. uh, this is great. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really excited about having you out here. Uh, Big Rock is about a 10 minute drive from my office. So, uh, oh, there you go. I'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be over regular. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna be fat and happy on barbecue. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's how we do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's great. I mean, right, particularly out here, we uh, we have garnered such a following, and I have like regulars that come in every single day, and yep. like they'll buy a, a whole rack of ribs, and I'm like, man, aren't you getting tired of these things? And they're like, how are you gonna get tired of these? I mean, yeah. they they're fresh, they're made, they're perfect because we. I don't know. I mean, down in Texas, at least in my experience, 
ribs really aren't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It's more of the barbecue, the brisket yeah. and the sausage. Yeah. And that's, you know, most people's priority when they're talking about a restaurant in Texas. Yeah. And, you know, ribs are kind of a third, third and dairy. <laughs> yep. People mm-hmm. don't really mess with it as much because growing up, I didn't really particularly care for ribs. And we didn't really ever have them. So up here, it's different. It's almost backwards. Yeah. People would prefer the ribs to the brisket, which I'm trying to change that. Yeah. I have done a very good job of that. But um, So I developed my own system, you know, over the just trials and tribulations over the last two years. And I call it the Texas three-step. I have my own rub. And we we wrap, which is kind of unusual because it's a very time-consuming mm-hmm. step. But I have my own bray sauce that... We put it in the wrap. Nice. And we wrap them for another two hours, and then we have our own barbecue sauce that we make in house. So yep. that's what I call the Texas three step. And you know they're perfect bite through, and uh, you know it's, a, it's almost like a competition rib. Yeah. But it's not. We the con, the flavors aren't as concentrated because I don't know if you've ever eaten competition oh, barbecue. I, yeah. Yeah. But one or two ribs is good enough that's because lots, it's yeah. so packed with flavor yeah. and it has to be because you only get one bite one yep. or two bites for the, from the judges so you're not eating a whole rack of competition with ribs it's yep. just not happening <laughs> so but that's kind of what we do and again that, that's something that's kind of unusual as far because it's so time consuming because mm-hmm. we'll put them on and smoke them for two to three hours and then wrap them for yep. two hours and then pull yep. them off and let them kind of, you know, caramelize a little bit with our sauce on yep. there for another 30 minutes. So yeah, very much it's a, a lot of work. Then we take them back inside and rewrap them. So, I mean, it's a whole thing. I mean, yep. people talk about how hard brisket is. Brisket is easy compared to ribs. I yep. mean, ribs is a lot of work. And especially if you're doing them right. Yeah. So. Awesome. That's exciting. So very if you exciting. like ribs, you should be very excited. I am. I am. I can't <laughs> wait, man. Uh, at Trailer Parker is the Instagram. That's T R A Y L O R Parker at Trailer Parker. Anywhere else, uh, social media? Anywhere else, folks should be looking for you. Uh, we got. We're on Facebook. Okay. Um, we have a, a really uh, big following on Facebook. I mean, right. we get a. You know, the interaction we get on Facebook is as if you know we. I think we have like fifty five hundred followers, but nice. the interaction we get is like with you know. Uh, an account with a hundred thousand people on it. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, people are very invested in what we're doing. So I try to put out some re- really good content every week and try to do some good videos, whether it be me talking or showing the cooking process and how, how we do things. And because I, there's, you know, there's pit masters that are very secretive about what they do. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I want people to know about barbecue and I'll tell you exactly what I do. Yep. I'll say this is how this is my process minute by minute, and then I'll say good luck. Yep, you know, ha- have at it. <laughs> yep, because <laughs> I mean it is also a lot more than just the steps. I mean you yeah. got because every pit master is different. It doesn't mean that they're better or worse. It just they're different. It's like yep. an artist. You know, you and I can paint really yep. well, but you paint a little bit differently than I do. It doesn't yep. mean that your painting isn't great. Yep. it's just different than mine. Yeah, and that's why every barbecue restaurant is different and and why that the really great places don't franchise because mm-hmm. you can't franchise the pit master yeah and when you try to do that you end up in a situation where these franchises they're not good at all mm-hmm. because you got some kid back there who don't care 
and he's just going through the motions. Whereas me, I'm the owner, the pit master, and I'm going to make sure you have a top of the line experience because it reflects on me. And I'm not going to put out something that's just not the very best that I can make. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We're pretty excited about it. And again, excited, overwhelmed. I mean, it's, it's a really big move. I mean, I think I was joking with my, my son came up from Texas this weekend and uh, he lives in Dallas and, uh, we were joking about, he's like, man, that's kind of a far move out there. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, he was looking at the map. He's like, it would be closer for you to move back to Austin than it is for you to move to Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's right. I think yeah. it's like 1700 miles to Austin and it's 1900 miles to Calgary from where I'm at. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it would be closer for me to go back to Texas, but yeah. you know, that's later on down the line. And I would like to eventually, get a place going down in texas get back to you know my hometown or at least in the same areas that i've been to that would be a great that would be great for me and kind of put a cap on the on the career and you know try to make a run for the number one in texas monthly there you go get get daniel vaughn on your uh... (laughs) well you know I, i once i get out there yeah. I don't think that I ain't going to be like fishing for him. I'm going to be like, you know what? We need to get you him got, up you here. Got yep. a South Austin boy yep. up, up here doing big things, man. Tell Texas Monthly to let you cross that Red River. Yep. Come on up. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll help you with <laughs> I think that it's one. That's a great story. Yeah. No, I'd love to see him up here and uh, show him what we got going on. So that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. I think he would, I think he would enjoy it, particularly, yep. you know, with us, me being from South Austin, which is, and a whole other culture within Austin. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say you're from South Austin, even people from South Austin go, ooh. Because <laughs> 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 South Austin, at least when I was growing up, was pretty rough. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was, you know, but it was kind of, it was just, it, it was a diverse area with all the poorest people in those groups. You know, mm-hmm. you had the trailer park people, you had, you know, the the ghetto, you had the the barrio, you yep. had all that, and we just all back then we all got along. And we all cooked barbecue together, there you and go. that yep. was kind of that's why when I talk about barbecue and have such passion for it because that to me is what brought us all together as mm-hmm. a community, and it didn't. And when you're talking about barbecue, and I think the only fights we ever got in was who cooked a better brisket, you know, you and go. that yep. was about it. Yep, you know, so. Uh, that's what I love about it. And I'm so excited to be able to bring that out there. And I'm, I'm just chomping at the bit and May 14th, May 15th can't come soon enough. I just want to get boots on the ground and start okay. looking for some pit masters first and foremost, or at least some pit bosses. Cause yep. you know, you can work your way up to being a master, but yep. uh, that's up to me to decide it ultimately where I'm going to put that master tag on. Yep. Not, but you know, we're going to start you slow, get you in the pits and, uh, get you on the fire boxes and because that's a whole nother thing because yep. fire management is oh, yeah. a huge thing for us mm-hmm. especially with the wood situation so that's something i've really been experimenting with that here and how i'm gonna run it because here i run it i just run it buck wild wide open because mm-hmm. i mean my wood guy's 30 minutes down the road he exactly. can just bring yep. me a quarter to eat it yeah but there's got to be managed very carefully so yeah. i don't want to be sorry we're closed we have no wood yeah you know that's not going to cut it Yeah. So, but, uh, so yeah, we'll be doing that and just trying to get everything ready and hopefully we'll be ready to be open, you know, mid June. And that's really what we're shooting for. So awesome, man. Looking forward to it. Uh, 
at, tra- at Trailer Parker, Facebook and Instagram, folks. Uh, and if you're here in that Calgary area and uh, thinking about a career in barbecue, uh, reach out to Tex here and uh, might just be the oh, absolutely. Uh, might just be the start you're looking for. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think people will be excited yep. about it, especially working on those thousand gallons. That's yep. a that's a whole different culinary uh, experience and way of cooking. So mm-hmm. that's something that, and I, I, I know you mentioned on that thing with the chuck wagon. And I just happened to go down yeah. there because I saw him on TikTok. Oh, it's a hell of a place. And the food was great. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was the best steak I've had since I've been in Canada. Yep. I loved it. It was fantastic. And, uh, the cook came out and he was like, Oh, are you the Texas guy from the barbecue? And I was like, yeah. He's like, man, I would love to do that. I said, man, I am not going to poach you from Susan. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> if you, uh, he's a he's a great cook in his yeah. own right, but again, cooking on smoking is a whole different, different culinary thing. thing. Yeah. You know, I'm I don't consider myself a chef, but I am a pitmaster. There, those are two different things. If you uh, so if you get, I can cook yeah. well, but I'm not a chef. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's it's two different things. Yeah, if you get back to yeah, Chuck so. Wagon, the uh, the steak eggs Benedict. Steak eggs, Benedict. Yeah, yeah. Well, you saw. I just had the steak and eggs, yeah. yep. and I was like, I was, I was blown away. I really was. It's just up here in Ontario. I mean, I haven't had great experiences getting steak here. They've yeah. always been kind of tough and not very flavorful. Well. But when I bit into that, it was juicy. It was tender. I was like, wow. Yep. This. Is, but the problem with that place is, especially if we're out, you know, in the Okotoks area yep. or you know, out in Eastern Calgary, it's like a 45 minute drive down there to yeah. uh, Diamond Valley. Yep. So, um, I think they've all incorporated now yeah, the Black Diamond Valley or something like that. That's Diamond Valley. But, yeah. yeah, Diamond Valley. So, yep. uh, for me, I, uh, but it's worth the drive. And plus, they're so high spirited and, oh, yeah. and fun. And I, I, I don't know if you've seen some of their videos, but they, they're flying all over the place just having a good time. And, yep. uh, so I'm looking forward to, going to get breakfast i think that's one of the first places i'm heading straight back to so yeah yeah and their um, uh, their neighbors make some pretty good whiskey advice on that. yeah their neighbors What's make that? some their neighbors make some pretty good whiskey too and what what is that uh, eau claire distillery right next door well, i didn't even see that yep so. really yep well that's kind of the deal i i would like to bring in some local like whiskey but the deal with uh big rock is you know, obviously we yeah, the beer, yeah. serve their beer exclusively, yep. but we can also bring in liquor. Yep. And I would love to be able to use local distilleries well. and because we will obviously want to do stuff like the Caesars with the mm-hmm. brisket and the ribs yep. all topped on it yep. and all that good stuff. And, you know, bring in some really nice whiskey from some local places. So that's yeah. that's a great tip. I didn't know yeah. that. Well, so, we can we can chat um, offline. I'd be happy to put you in contact with some folks. So. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Well, that's the thing. You know, I got to come out there and build all bunch of relationships. And yep. That first month, I'm just going to be going around talking to people. Hey, uh, hey, I hear you got good bread. So yep. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you make great sausage. And if you know people that make great sausage, I kind of need that tip as well. So, all right. Um, that's that's the whole other thing that we're going to have to kind of um, bring back over there. So sausage hadn't really been a big deal here, but. I think it will be out there. Yeah. So awesome, man. Anyway, so yeah, excited to see y'all, Calgary. I'll be out there real soon, baby. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Tex, uh, last question I ask uh, everybody: It's uh, dinner time. You're cooking at home. What's kind of your go-to for you? Chicken parm. 
Nice. Total departure. <laughs> we make it fresh. We make it fresh, man. Nice. Uh, like I do at the restaurant. Yep. I get cherry tomatoes and I make my own sauce and nice. basil and fresh basil and oregano and make my own noodles and it's a it's a whole thing. But I'm surprisingly I, I am great at cooking Italian food and I don't know how. Nice. I just I'm like Goodwill hunting, man. I look at it, I just know how to do it, you know? <laughs> awesome, man. Looking forward to seeing you out here, brother. It, uh, it's exciting, it's, uh, exciting news. So, I'm very excited to be there, man. I look forward to meeting you, bro. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly, Troy, and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit, and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way up to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. I am proud to be part of the Barrel Boss Q family and I highly recommend you give them a look if you're in the market for a charcoal drum smoker. Visit them online at barrelbossq.ca. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook and tell them you heard about them on Eat More Barbecue. Hey, friends, it's good to be back in your ears after a much-needed week or two of vacation. My wife, Lisa, and I spent a week in Anaheim in Southern California, and it was fabulous. Spent some time at Disneyland, took in an Angels game, did a bus tour around Los Angeles and Hollywood, and even rented kayaks to paddle around the harbor at Huntington Beach. Food-wise, the highlight for me was a trip down to Heritage Barbecue in San Juan Capistrano. I'd heard lots of great things about it, and I'm happy to report that it exceeded everything I was hoping for. Melt-in-your-mouth brisket, amazing juicy turkey, delicious ribs. The sides were awesome as well, especially the potato salad, and the banana bread pudding for dessert topped off a great meal. They've got a very cool spot there, and San Juan Capistrano is a very neat-looking little city that would be fun to wander around and explore with more time. Definitely want to check out their other location a bit further south in, o- south in Oceanside now, and I'm hoping to get Danny on the show sometime soon now that I've been able to visit. Disney was fun. The new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge area is very cool, and the Rise of the Resistance is a must-try. I would say it's more of an all-around experience as opposed to just a ride. The food in the parks is largely mediocre and way overpriced. The best thing we had in the parks was probably the steak gumbo in the New Orleans area, and the birria tacos from California Adventures were pretty tasty as well. In barbecue news, registration for the KCBS World Invitational Open competition is now open. This major event will take place August 11th to 13th in Mayetta, Kansas. Check out kcbs.us for registration info. I'll have an updated rundown of the Canadian competition calendar for you next week as we're just around the corner from the start of the season up here. In the meantime, if you are in Alberta, then you're well aware of the wildfire situation and need to be aware of the fire bans that are in place throughout the province. Those bans might have an impact on your backyard smoking and grilling, so please make sure you're staying up to date on the situation by visiting www.albertafirebans.ca. Stay safe out there, folks. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there was someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue places here in Alberta and get on out there and show me your support. 
you're not in Alberta, wherever you are, get out to your local barbecue, barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking. Mm-hmm.